0: Hello listeners, Chris here with a quick request before the show. If you have just two or three minutes, Annie and I would love it if you would fill out a very short survey so that we can make our little podcast the best that it can be. It's 10 questions that are designed to help us know a little bit more about you, where you're from, how you heard about us, if you like what we do. There's a link to the survey in the show notes and another one at fromthefrontpodcast.com. Their survey will be live through June 7th. Thank you so much. Have you looked at us on iTunes at all recently?
1: So I use Overcast uh-huh. now. So I don't really. Sometimes I'll go there to check our ratings. Yeah. To make sure people are liking and reviewing.
0: Is iTunes even a thing
1: anymore? I don't know. I do still think it's important. Other podcasts I listen to mm-hmm. still do push reviews. Yeah. Because I think that rating system, for whatever reason, does matter. But it, it does, is a complicated yeah. app. It's now. really
0: complicated. The new like Apple Podcasts app is hard to navigate and i i might be switching over soon switch
1: well i i mean this is not sponsored uh i really like overcast um i think apple just doesn't know when to stop like you figured it out you don't need to keep improving it it's fine
0: and like i don't know like maybe make the play button easy to find
1: Might be. Instead of having useful. to go through
0: three different menus just to play one episode. That's
1: why I quit. I was like, um, and I was missing episodes that yeah,
0: way. Yeah, so it's, it's not good. But anyway, I was looking at our show on the podcast app yesterday to do you. research. Doing I don't know. research. research. Looking at our Super numbers fesh. and stats. But I found that we had this random episode listed as season one
1: Season one of From the Front Porch. Season
0: one of From the Front Porch. And everything else was listed as unknown season. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I went back and looked at like the download data and stuff. And that episode is downloaded way more than all the other episodes around it.
1: And, and that's... And
0: that's got to be why, right? Yeah. It was essentially listed up top above all our other episodes as this like featured season one episode.
1: And it, but it wasn't but anything. But it wasn't. It was a
0: random thing. It's funny. Somewhere in the like Libsyn metadata, it was listed as season one.
1: Which we don't even operate. No,
0: can you imagine if we did like a season model? Like if it was like from the front porch on the road and we like go to a bunch of other independent bookstores. Oh,
1: that'd be fun. And like
0: interview people and like just record us having lunch with people.
1: Um, It'd be like
0: that great episode of Reply All where they just like took the day off and recorded themselves hanging out. Yeah. Right?
1: That'd be really fun. It would be fun. I don't know that we're ready for that. No. Because we have like... Yeah. Other job. This isn't our.
0: <laughs> this isn't our job. Like, it isn't our main job. It's a thing we do. This is
1: like what would you call this? Like bonus job? What? What is this?
0: Tertiary auxiliary job.
1: <laughs> I mean, Quaternary? because it's more than a fun hobby. Yeah. And it makes us money. Mm-hmm. Thank you Patreon. Thank you Patreon. Uh. What is it? Part-time um, gig?
0: Part-time. Do you introduce yourself it's, as so a it's, podcast co-host when you're
1: out and about a market. I
0: don't. I usually forget about it. you are like, <laughs> what do you do? And I'm like, oh,
1: grad student, blah, Medieval people literature. Oh, oh I, made you, I made you business cards. Oh. Okay. I'll give them to you after the episode. Cool, thanks. Now when you network, you can say. <laughs> now I
0: can say I host a podcast. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's, oh, oh, okay. Here's what I was going to say. It's what millennials call a side hustle.
1: <gasps> this is our side hustle. Yeah. No, it totally is. It absolutely is. Because it's, it's a side hustle for me in that I, I do think it generates interest in the bookshelf mm-hmm. and makes us a little extra cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, again, thank you Patreon and podcast listeners because it actually beefs up our revenue quite a bit these a days. Lot. So, yeah,
0: because listeners shop yeah. in our online store and, so many and take vacations to come here.
1: Yeah, so it's a side hustle, not just for Annie B. Jones, but, but for, for, the for the bookshelf. Bookshelf, bookshelf for sure. side hustle. Yeah.
0: Chris Jensen side hustle. Annie B. Jones side hustle. can we just rename
1: we'll just call this side hustle
0: okay so coming at you next week episode 173 of side hustle by the bookshelf season three Episode 172 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I need a drink of water.
1: And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia.
0: It is not super beautiful today in that it's just about to rain.
1: I just love when it rains. But the precursor, I could do without.
0: Where it just gets like thick.
1: Thick. um, So thick.
0: And so hot.
1: And this, and my mom yesterday was like, oh, I just hate this weather. And I was like, mom, this is summer in the South. Yeah. What, what you going to do? May through October. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> like this. And there will have some glorious days in between. And by the way, I still mean boiling hot. Oh yeah. But sunny and pretty. Right. But
0: maybe a breeze. Yeah,
1: maybe. maybe. But we are now in the season of like sweltering humidity yes. and then immediate downpours. Yep.
0: And it's, it's hard to dress for.
1: Yes, because it's gross. Mm-hmm. But also, like I've struggled with shoe choices mm-hmm. because I don't want to step in a puddle yeah. with my sandaled feet. Because yeah. normally this is sandal weather. And I would
0: rather go in my like flip flopped feet so that I don't get wet socks.
1: Ooh, wet socks. Wet socks are is the there worst. anything worse? No. No. I don't no. Think
0: so. um, but we have some <laughs> we otherwise <digress. laughs> some otherwise exciting things happening.
1: Yeah. Um, so. We wanted to make an announcement. You've probably already seen this if you follow us on Instagram or if you, I don't know, are subscribed to our emails or whatever. But we are doing a special uh, event with Ann Bogle, who many of you will know from What Should I Read Next? I feel like a Mm -hmm. lot of our listeners... Ship kind of is a crossover between Uh Anne's show and ours. So, Anne Bogle is coming to Thomasville to the bookshelf on Saturday, June 9th. Um, We are hosting an event that we're calling Shelf Help with Anne Bogle. Mm -hmm. So, the first hour of the event from five to six is um, a time for you to interact with Anne and she will hand select a book for you. And that paperback book. Is part of your ticket price mm-hmm. so tickets are $25 and include a paperback book hand chosen for you by Anne, and then the second hour from 6 to 7 p.m. is a live podcast recording of from the front porch so if you are long long distance mm-hmm. like too far to come to this which we totally understand don't worry don't
0: worry you're it'll, gonna be able to hear be this right here
1: uh, and we are working on I know a lot of people want and to pick out a book for them Mm -hmm. so we're working on that option as well where you would pay and receive a book that she picks for you but in the meantime don't worry you'll hear that conversation on from the front porch uh on the from the front porch feed it's not going to be a patreon episode nope
0: this is going to be open to everybody a regular broadcast episode um i don't know the number on that quite yet but it'll be sometime in mid-june yeah um we will have something else probably special for Patreon supporters. Yeah,
1: we'll maybe do behind the... Th- I and don't know. We'll
0: do some, something.
1: Maybe mm-hmm. you can do a and a with her. Yeah, be okay. Fun.
0: That would be fun.
1: Um. So... If you are semi-local, and what I mean is we have a ton of people who have bought tickets who are from Tallahassee, Thomasville, Valdosta, but also we're seeing people from Alabama, Uh from Atlanta. So if you want to make a road trip out of this, you can go to bookshelfthomasville.com. I believe it's forward slash events and click and purchase tickets. They're $25 a piece. And um, if you are planning your kind of girls weekend around this, we will do, I don't know if we'll do a bonus episode or I'll just do an Instagram story, we'll do something to you favorite places in thomasville yeah. to kind of help you make a weekend out of it yeah uh, but we're really looking forward to that so saturday june 9th shelf help with ann bogle
0: and we've gotten some comments on this recently and so i wanted to just drink bring it to everybody's attention but do you guys listen after the credits Do you guys listen through the credits?
1: Because you should.
0: Because you should. When we were doing our Instagram live episode a few weeks ago, somebody sent a message that was like, oh, do you record the credits separately every time? We do. Yes. And here's why. (laughs) Because we tell funny stories at the end.
1: Yeah. Basically spoken in the shop, things Mm -hmm. overheard in the bookshelf, Mm -hmm. funny anecdotes. It's just a nice little glimpse.
0: It is a nice little glimpse into the world of the bookshelf, which we talk about yeah. but don't show you yes. here on the podcast that often um, anymore we kind of used to yeah. that used to be kind of the theme of the show and now we've kind of gravitated toward
1: books a little, in general a little bit
0: more nebulous um, which is fine and good but we got the idea from like This American Life and yeah. Reply All that have a little like Fun tag at the end for you to listen to and and collect in your ears. This American
1: um, Life, my f- like I love that show, obviously, mm-hmm. but my favorite thing is that they still do that shtick at the end, yeah. where they talk about t- Tony Malatio, mm-hmm. whatever, and they always take. a Tony th-
0: Malatillo. Yeah, yeah,
1: they always take like a uh-huh. clip. I just love that so much. It's so
0: funny. It's so adorable. And so that was my impetus for yeah. this. Um, and so, if you haven't listened to those,
1: we reward I've, you. I've got
0: really good news for you. It's available on the past like. <laughs> 30 or 40 episodes. You can just
1: go back and listen to the credits.
0: And they are, they are.
1: They're fun. Some of them are really fun.
0: Legitimately great. So. So anyway, I just wanted to bring everybody's attention to that.
1: Um, What are we talking about today?
0: Today we are going to do our promised kind of deep dive into Monroeville, Alabama.
1: I wish that we had had like special theme music for this. We still can.
0: Okay. Here, hold on. Let's enter our new theme music. So Annie, I want to talk to you about Harper Lee.
1: This is going to be serious now, yeah, and it I don't is. know if I can be.
0: Did you hear all those saxophones?
1: <laughs> I feel like we need to set the cast of characters okay. here. So, backdrop is playing off last week's episode. Mm-hmm. I guess we did my husband and I did the Southern Literary Trail, right. part of it. Um, and one of the cities we visited was Monroeville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And we learned some things. Right. And it sent me on like Intense Google searches for like the rest of our trip. I bet. Uh, For some background, if you want a book that I think you should read, uh, I really recommend Mockingbird Next Door Mm -hmm. by Marja Mills. Or Mar, what did we say? Maria Mills. That makes more sense. Uh, So that is kind of. All of that is kind of the impetus, I guess, of today's episode. But I wanted to set the cast of characters before we started talking. So, obviously, we have Harper Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people describe her as the reclusive author of To Kill a Mockingbird. I would like to say that she was not a recluse. Right. She was just someone who did value her privacy, and she became famous immediately upon publication mm-hmm. of her book. She's not somebody that became famous later. Um And she just valued her privacy. But her friends in her town will tell you she was out and about all the time. Mm -hmm. She didn't, like, hide in her house and never come out. She was not Boo Radley. Right. Um,
0: She just didn't. Live in New York and give interviews all the time.
1: Side note, did you know this? Get ready. She lived in New York. Really? She split her time.
0: Interesting. Half
1: her year in Monroeville, Alabama, Uh and half of her year in New York City. And
0: so I stand corrected. And
1: she loved both equally. Cool. But what she loved, going to your point, what she loved about New York City, and I think this is a quote from The Mockingbird Next Door, she loved the anonymity of it. I get that. So Jordan and I... The anonymity in a crowd. Yes. So she loved... Jordan and I were talking about this, like... I love Thomasville, but Mm -hmm. I also really love big city atmosphere. And Jordan was dying laughing during this part of the book because I was reading snippets out loud. She really loved her hometown. She loved where she was from. She loved her roots. She loved the small town. But she, by the way, would not fly, traveled by train to New York City every year. Isn't that nuts? It's
0: kind of like a dream to be able, and I don't ever want to live and work in New York, but... I really love the idea of commuting to work on a train.
1: Oh, I do too. So that
0: you can just like...
1: Think about all the things you could get done.
0: Do things (laughs) while you're commuting. Jordan (sighs) says
1: self-driving cars are in our future. I guess, He doesn't even think our children will learn how to drive. I don't believe that. Mine will. Well, you know what I... (laughs) Well. (laughs) You know what I mean, though. Like, he just feels like... We're going to be self-driving in our lifetime. I
0: think that's terrifying. I
1: think that's Jetson's talk.
0: But I'm a control freak, so I don't know.
1: (laughs) Okay, so we've got Harper Lee. We also have Alice Lee. Mm -hmm. Do you know about Alice?
0: She has a great voice.
1: God, what a great voice. So I first uh, came to be familiar with Alice Lee from the documentary hey, hey boo, boo. Um, same alice lee is harper lee's older sister by 15 years oh
0: i didn't realize it was that much
1: yes goodness so harper lee was the youngest mm-hmm. of four children okay the brother died sadly of like a brain aneurysm oh, no. in montgomery alabama when he was like 30 something years mm. old left behind two kids and a wife um she had a another sister i think named i want to say louise um who they were very close with, but Louise married. Alice and Harper Lee both did not marry. And so Alice stayed behind in mm-hmm. Monroeville. When I was in Monroeville, the sense I got was that Harper Lee was like the young, adventurous sister who lived in New York part of the mm-hmm. time. She became this famous author. While Alice was like the steady, make her town a better place. Interesting. Like there are monuments... Um, And placards devoted to Alice Lee and her dedication to the community of Monroeville. So she, um, Harper Lee described her as Atticus in a skirt. So Alice became an attorney. She did not retire until the age of 91. She was still a working attorney.
0: That's incredible. Can you believe that? Goals.
1: Goals. (laughs) What if I still run the bookshelf at 91? What
0: if we're still recording this (laughs) podcast?
1: I don't know if that's a wonderful thing.
0: I'm 87 and you're 91 and we're sitting here.
1: (laughs) Just having a grand old time. Um, If podcasts are even still around. Um, So Alice was kind of the steady rock. And in the Alice Harper relationship... And I'm going to choose to call Harper Lee Harper because I didn't know her. Most everybody called her Nell, but that feels weird. Yeah, Like, I don't... I feel like I wouldn't call
0: C.S. Lewis Jack. Yeah, All his friends did. Yeah. But I'm not going to. That's right.
1: It feels disrespectful. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to keep calling her Harper Lee. Uh, Two two names. I'm going to keep calling her Harper Lee. So (laughs) Alice was really almost Harper Lee's caretaker Mm -hmm. to some extent. She was like the stereotypical older protective sister. Yeah. And when Harper Lee would not grant interviews, sometimes Alice would. Mm-hmm. Or Alice would kind of intervene and facilitate those interviews. Right. Okay. Then we have our most nefarious... Wait, is that bias? Nefarious?
0: I mean, everything's biased. It's fine.
1: Uh, in my opinion, the most nefarious character in this story, Tanya Carter. Tanya. What is it with the name Tanya? I don't know. We got Tanya Harding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we've got Tanya Carter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Tanya is an attorney in Monroeville, Alabama. She's Harper Lee's attorney. Okay. She is the woman currently responsible for Harper Lee's estate. Kay. Because remember, Harper Lee did not marry, nor have children. Mm-hmm. Um, which, good for you Harper Lee, but also, you should find a close confidant, I think personally, be- besides just a random attorney. <laughs> Although, yeah. Tanya Carter worked for the firm that Alice Lee and her father ran. Okay. Okay, she became an attorney later in life Guess where she got her degree? Deep Google search, y'all. Faulkner University College of Law. What? Yeah. The law school Whoa. at Faulkner is really good. It's called Jones School of Law. Still. Can you believe that? That's a connection. I know. Yeah. The guys. <laughs> that's, you're going to have to edit that noise, I'm sure. No, that's probably not. burst people's eardrums. I mean, that's
0: like me like, did you know that the violin player from Dashboard Confessional went to Palm Beach Atlantic University?
1: <gasps> I didn't know that. Yeah. I was a big Dashboard Confessional there fan. There you go. Um, oh. Just a pause for whatever that guy's name was, Chris, whatever. Chris Caraba? Yeah. He's the singer. <laughs> yeah, but you know, that, I don't know the violinist. Yeah, but. I don't either. <laughs> um, okay, so Tanya Carter later in life got her law degree. She had worked for the law firm. My understanding was she had worked for the firm, and Alice was mm-hmm. the one to encourage her to okay. get her law degree. So she gets her degree from Jones School of Law. Um, Father university for those who don't know is where I went to college a very tiny university so this is mind-blowing to me um, she comes back to Monroeville, works at the law firm mm-hmm. my understanding is very close with the family so I want to give Tanya Carter benefit of the doubt like Alice hired her encouraged her to be an attorney really trusted her mm-hmm. but Maria Mills who's another character in the story is an a, a journalist for the Chicago Tribune, she comes to Monroeville in the early 2000s to write a story about Chicago's one book program. They're reading To Kill a Mockingbird. Harper Lee, by all accounts, is very um, touched mm-hmm. by this, very excited about this, but still doesn't grant interviews. But Maria Mills kind of sticks around town and winds up meeting Alice. Mm-hmm. And Alice, this is nuts to me, I don't know if I've told you this. So Mario Mills goes and knocks on Alice Lee's door, mm-hmm. Alice and Harper live together. Alice answers and has a conversation with her and really winds up kind of feeling a connection, I think, or really liking Maria. Maria sticks around, spends the night at a hotel in Monroeville. She gets a phone call in her hotel room. Who's calling? Harper Lee. No. If Harper Lee called my hotel room, I would pee all over myself. Can you imagine? Can you imagine?
0: I can't. My friend once in a hotel room in Miami got a wrong number from who we think was the rapper Rick Ross.
1: So basically the same thing. It's essentially
0: the same thing. <laughs> so,
1: so you're sitting she's sitting in a Best Western in Monroeville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Who calls Harper Lee wants to come over. So, Harper Lee comes to the Best Western. They don't sit in the lobby and talk. She comes to her hotel room, sits at the little depressing table, and they have a conversation. Now, Harper Lee won't let her record it. Right. But they have what Maria Mills calls a really lovely interaction. Great. So, fast forward several months. Maria publishes the story in the Chicago Tribune. Mm-hmm. Alice and Harper are pleased with it, though, mm-hmm. a, though Harper Lee never agreed to be interviewed right. for that story. Right. Right. Um, Maria has lupus. She takes some time off work. She has she um, can't work for a period of time. Moves to Monroeville, mm-hmm. rents a house next door to Harper and Alice Lee, and befriends these women. That's what this book, The Mockingbird Next Door, is mm-hmm. all about. I say all this because once that book is published, with Harper Lee's permission, mm-hmm. Harper and Alice Lee give this woman permission to live next door to them, the to interview it's them. Crazy. Yes. I know, it's a lot of background, but it's relevant. It
0: works, yeah. So
1: Sarah Koenig would add, like, sound effects. Um, so they publish. she publishes this book. Right when she publishes it, Harper Lee releases a statement saying, no book about me will ever be published This woman did not have my permission. If 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 a book is ever published by me, you can rest assured I did not give it my stamp of approval. Mm. Like that, there's some Mm -hmm. uh, that's not a direct quote, but the premise is the same. Good paraphrase. Yeah. Alice Lee immediately sends out another statement that says I was not aware this statement was being released. That statement was released by the law firm that Harper Lee works for, that I'm sorry, Alice Lee Hmm. works for, that Harper Lee is represented by, but Alice didn't know about it. Who sends out that statement? Tanya. We believe Tanya. Alice sends out a statement that says, Harper, Nell Harper, is blind and deaf. She does not, she no longer knows what she is signing. And so that statement is false. We did give this woman permission. The reason this is a big deal is because right after that book was written, before it was published, but right after Maria spent a year and a half, I think she spent 18 months with these women, Nell Harper had a stroke. Mm -hmm. So Harper Lee had a stroke. She moves out of her little home with Alice and moves into an assisted living facility where a security guard is stationed and only a listed number of people can visit her. Good. Good, except
0: except Tanya's on that list.
1: Tanya made the list, mm-hmm. and so there are friends of Harper Lee's, according to them, who aren't on the list. Interesting. Okay, so that's interesting. Then, shortly after *Mockingbird* next door is published, Harper Lee's had her stroke. She's in assisted living. Welcome. It's fine. Welcome to small town. That's yep. that's fitting. That's our, planned, that's our planned. That's our. That's sound effect. Sound effect. Um, Alice Lee dies. Yep. Like immediately mm-hmm. after Alice Lee dies, Harper Collins comes out. Guess what?
0: Tanya Carter novel. has
1: found the lost novel of Harper Lee
0: Ghost at a Watchman.
1: Ghost at a Watchman. Now, look, I'll debate y'all all day long yep. about the value of Ghost at a Watchman. Yep. I read it. I don't regret reading it. As a bookseller, I had to read it. Yep. Um, but I don't love how it was published. Nope. I don't think it was ever intended to nope. be published.
0: Um, we talked a lot about this yeah, at the time. Yeah, it was right when I started working here. We've yes. done several podcast episodes about this, <laughs> yes. which is fine. It's the same thing as Tolkien's Beowulf translation that came out around the same time. Yeah, these like really predatory things that are published by whoever runs the estate. Yes, um, that are published as something that they are actually not. Right. So Tolkien's Beowulf translation is not a translation of Beowulf. It is his notes on a Beowulf lecture. <laughs>
1: And then Ghost at a Watchman is not a new novel, nor is it a sequel to To Kill a Mockingbird. It is the draft of To Kill a Mockingbird before yep. an editor got a hold of it. And let me tell you something. The reason I stand by my love for that book is Harper Lee was incredibly talented. Right. And you can see her talent in the book. And you can see the workings mm-hmm. of that book. I know many people not only think it was wrong for it to be published, but really take issue with Atticus Finch. The portrayal Finch. of Attica- Atticus, Look, yeah. go back and listen to our old episode. I got I got feelings on that.
0: I'll find it. Um,
1: but, but I do not have those same feelings. Yeah. I think that that was Harper Lee representing her time, mm-hmm. representing her culture, representing the people that she knew and interacted with. And,
0: and that maybe the idol we've made of Atticus Finch is the problem. Right. Because he's not a real person. That's
1: right. And... and he, and if
0: he were, he would, be, he would flawed. be flawed.
1: And in Ghost Set a Watchman, he is flawed. And yep. I like that. And you know what? Even in, Go- even in To Kill a Mockingbird, he's flawed. Yeah. We just all have put him on a pedestal. Exactly. Admittedly so. Like, I adore Atticus Finch, and I love Gregory Peck's portrayal of him. Um, okay, Ghost Set a Watchman is published. Mm-hmm. Harper Lee is still alive, mm-hmm. but we don't obviously get any statements yeah, from her. No we get nothing from her. Everything is from Tanya Carter. I'm going to just give a real quick follow-up on what has happened since then. Mm -hmm. Harper Lee died. Mm -hmm. Um of old age. I mean, she did not last as long as Alice, but she, by all indications was in poorer health. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like, it wasn't, she wasn't young. It wasn't a scandal. Mm -hmm. She died of natural causes. Um, since then the town of Monroeville every year for as long as Harper Lee, as long as to kill a mockingbird has been around, this town has put on a production Mm -hmm. of to kill a mockingbird, the play, um, after Harper Lee's death, Tanya Carter formed something called the Mockingbird Players because the rights for the play ran out. And the courthouse museum is normally who purchased the rights. Mm-hmm. They could not purchase the rights. The courthouse was not allowed to purchase the rights. Instead, the Mockingbird Players, under the direction of Tanya Carter, mm-hmm. purchased the rights. Okay. Now, to me and you, that matters nothing. The mm-hmm. play is still being produced. Sure. It's still being put on, but the proceeds don't all go to... Uh, the museum anymore uh-huh. and the museum has had to change I think some of what they do because that was probably a, a huge portion of, the of their revenue okay and because Tonya Carter has purchased those rights Aaron Sorkin did you know this? Right, oh my gosh Aaron Sorkin has purchased the rights uh, or, or is going to put He's, on the has play them. yes yeah. but he can only do so with the approval
0: mm-hmm. of who Tonya Carter
1: yes guys This is, this is bananas. I, I don't, look, I am not even doing this justice. This deserves multiple parts. I'm talking a serial level investigation. Mm -hmm. This is bananas. Okay. You ready for more?
0: So this is, this is our like pilot episode for (laughs) our spinoff show.
1: Speaking of seasons. Yeah. Season two of From the Front porch Of
0: Side Hustle season one.
1: Um, okay. Are you ready for more? Yes. I got a little bit more for you. Okay. Okay. Tanya Carter. The, Okay. Monroeville Alabama does not have a lot devoted to Harper Lee right right? even though that town probably owes her quite a Mm -hmm. quite a lot but we get a little glimpse of who Harper Lee is for example she did support the town production of To Kill a Mockingbird Mm -hmm. she didn't attend it or anything but I
0: wouldn't either but no
1: I wouldn't (laughs) either um but she but she supported it Mm -hmm. she did not Um, In fact, in the book Mockingbird Next Door, um, one of the friends, like the housekeeper of Harper and Alice, had never read the book or seen the play. Mm. And Alice was like, oh, you at least need to go see the play. So, like, by all accounts, the sisters supported that endeavor. Okay. But, like, there's a big painting, like, mural of a mockingbird on the side of Lee Motor Company, which is right downtown. Which
0: is not. Which is not, not associated, affiliated at all. With no, the leaf and family. Harper
1: Lee hated that. Of course, like I notoriously would too. hated that. And so there's this great <laughs> quote in Mockingbird next door that supposedly somebody said, and I believe Maria Mills. I think she really did her research. Um, this friend of Harper Lee's said, "Harper Lee is the most generous woman you will ever meet. She will give you the shirt off her back, but don't ask her for it." Mm. Meaning. She would sign books all day long, but apparently there was a store, not a bookstore, because Monroeville weirdly doesn't really have a traditional independent bookstore. They do Mm -hmm. have a kind of antique used bookstore. Um, But a store in Monroeville would get Harper Lee to sign stock, Mm -hmm. and then they would sell them for more on eBay. And Harper Lee found out about them, and that was when she stopped. She would only sign books if she met you, and she would sign your book. Like, she wouldn't sign Good. stock anymore. But isn't that awful? Yeah. So even people in her town, We're
0: like, took advantage of her. of
1: her. And so yeah. she was very cautious, and so no wonder she was the way that she mm-hmm. was. Okay. So Monroeville is a, t- like, typical um, small downtown quaint, not as vibrant as, say, Thomasville. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of, like, some quirky, cute antique stores, restaurants, there's this very, like, literally the chalkboard outside this restaurant says, um, big city in Monroeville, a big city feel in a, in small town America, or something like that. And it's this restaurant called Prop and Gavel, mm-hmm. owned by? Tanya Carter. Tanya Carter. She owns this restaurant. You go in. That's where we ate dinner one night. Mm-hmm. Um, and good food. But Jordan and I... I mean, we were basically investigative reporters. Mm -hmm. Like we go in, and it's and it's (laughs) good food. Yeah, but it feels nothing like the rest of Monroeville. It's got this like Liam's esque bar. Mm -hmm. If you're familiar with Thomasville, like this loaded bar. Mm -hmm. This this town is dry. Yeah. Like recently, only recently could even sell alcohol. A big framed portrait of Harper Lee. Interesting. Signed. Uh huh. um, And it's called Prop and Gavel. Mm -hmm. Gavel for obvious. Reasons prop is because Tanya Carter's husband was
0: a pilot. Pilot. Yeah.
1: Okay. Tanya Carter's husband, right after Harper Lee died, mm-hmm. died, or maybe around the same time. Check my timeline. But he died in a plane crash That's out fishing. in Montana. It's fishy, y'all. It's as fishy as Scalia. It's super weird. Like it's super weird. <laughs> like, what are the odds of that?
0: Carter's husband was an inside job. So,
1: yeah. So he dies. God, I hope they're not listening. (laughs) I just realized I hope Tanya Tanya Carter is not listening to this. This is all speculation. Um, But anyway, Tanya Carter opens this restaurant, prop and gavel, while her husband is alive. And I think the point is, I honestly think Tanya Carter is really trying to make Monroeville Mm -hmm. be Harper Lee's town. Uh I I honestly think in her heart of hearts, Uh Tanya Lee is trying to keep Monroeville alive.
0: Oh, and see what you just did and slipped her name into Tanya Lee.
1: Oh my gosh! That's what she wants. That
0: is what she wants. So
1: Tanya Carter, I think, really in her heart of hearts, wants to make Monroeville better. Which, as someone who lives in a small town... I get it. I get it. Yep. Um, so she, and get- she knows
0: that that's the draw. Yes! That's the attraction.
1: And sure enough, not we did not go there the night of the production. We went there the next night. But like that night... The play, like many of the cast of characters, were there mm-hmm. um, having pre-show drinks, and then many of the tables around us had bought VIP tickets uh-huh. that included dinner at this restaurant, which her daughter manages. Mm-hmm. Okay, lots of things, um, but right after Tanya Carter bought the rights to the play, or the estate. I guess it's really not Tanya Carter. I should be yeah, clear. The, estate, the estate, estate that she manages, that she manages which. Harper Lee's estate has a right to own the rights to that oh, play. Of they Don't do. get me wrong, but right after that, the town boycotts prop and gavel. Oh my! Prop and gavel shuts down for a year. Oh no! Because the town won't support it, hmm. which is some small—that's t- some small town pettiness right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but a year later, I guess feathers are deruffled. <laughs> what is the word? Smooth. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> And the restaurant opens back up. I looked long and hard for Tanya Carter, everyone. I could not find her, but her daughter does manage the restaurant. Um, I think the latest is that Aaron Sorkin's play Mm -hmm. is under a lot of scrutiny right now Mm -hmm. because uh, apparently Tanya Carter, Harper Lee's estate, are really questioning Mm -hmm. the direction he wants to take the play, which I am fascinated by because this fall – I think it's interesting. We haven't had a Harper Lee book in a while, mm-hmm. which, by the way, we went decades without one.
0: We went 50 years <laughs> without one. Yeah.
1: But we had Ghosts at a Watchman mm-hmm. this summer you started. Yep. so 2015. So 2015. This fall, we're getting To Kill a Mockingbird, the graphic novel.
0: Oh. Which, okay, sure.
1: It looks really cool. But I do... And I don't have... I think some purists really... Like, I know people that follow me on Instagram are like, this is a terrible idea. It's not. Look, guys... I'll
0: tell you straight up, it's not. It's
1: art. And it's an interpretation of that. It's
0: an adaptation, and that's beautiful. That's
1: right. And that's what movies are. Mm -hmm. And the movie happened to be a really, in my opinion, beautiful adaptation. Mm -hmm. But, like, one of my best friends hates the movie. She thinks it's terrible.
0: I'm shocked we haven't gotten a new movie.
1: I am too. But look, I did an Instagram poll about who... First of all, who wanted a serial style podcast about this? And many everyone. people yeah, most <laughs> everyone did, but some people were like, please leave it alone.
0: Mm. And
1: then when I said wouldn't who would go see the Aaron Sorkin play? Because I would in a heartbeat oh, absolutely. go see that Aaron Sorkin play. First of all, I really do stand by Aaron Sorkin. I really like what he does. He's talented. He's talented. I know there's some issues, yeah. but but I think I have bought what he is selling. I liked The West Wing, I liked... God, what was that other thing Studio 60
0: and the Sunset Strip. I did not
1: like Studio 60 and the Sunset Strip.
0: Um, The Newsroom.
1: I liked... mm, I liked a couple episodes of The Newsroom. There's something else... Oh, I liked Sports Night. I loved Sports Night. Um, And I would be really interested to see what he would do with a courtroom drama. Mm -hmm. And To Kill a Mockingbird is an excellent courtroom drama. And I would love to see a stage production. I think Aaron Sorkin's dialogue lends itself to stage. It
0: absolutely does. Um
1: but many people have said oh i wouldn't do that well it's it's art yeah. and it and it's open your mind yeah and it's it, look i'm not saying you've got to go do these things but don't get your panties in a twist when a new thing yeah that being said i am a little suspicious because would harper lee want a graphic novel of her book i don't know i don't know the answer to that
0: and i don't care
1: well it doesn't matter anymore she's, she's dead she's dead and, I, and the same thing is true of J.D. Salinger, right? Mm-hmm. He was extremely private yes. before he died. Didn't want anything released. And, and...
0: <laughs> can you imagine a, a Catcher in the Rye graphic novel? I can. I can't, but now I want to. I can.
1: Oh, I think... Oh. Get on that, Chris. If Oof. only you could draw your claim to fame. I know, right? So, all I'm saying is... I think Monroeville, Alabama is a small southern town.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think it's S-Town. No. But I do think in small towns of any kind, you probably do have some secrets, and you've got some history. Mm -hmm. And I think that town was always really protective of Harper Lee. Yeah. I mean, when people would go to town like Maria Mills... Harper Lee's town would protect her. They wouldn't tell where she lived. They wouldn't give out her address. Like the town, kind of did her, because her family. She was born and raised there. I think they right. protected her. Right. What's interesting to me is that Tanya Carter felt she had to take it a step further, mm-hmm. and you know, have a specific list mm-hmm. of people who could see her. Um, I think it's interesting that Tanya Carter claims she found the manuscript to go set a watchman yeah. randomly right. post Alice Lee's uh-huh. death. I find that to be very That's very suspicious. That's very odd. Um, I think, again, perhaps Tanya Carter's motives are pure. Like, she knew Harper. She knew Alice. She wants to do them justice. Mm -hmm. I don't know that turning Monroeville into a Harper Lee theme park is the right way to go. Because
0: it is a town where other people live. Yes. And have their lives. And have
1: their lives. And I say it's a small town, but it's, like, decent size. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so... There's just a lot. I've got a lot of questions for yeah. Tanya Carter. I really do. And
0: so maybe someday we will spin this off yeah. into some investigative reporting.
1: Or maybe someone, maybe Tanya isn't listening to this, but maybe Sarah Koenig or Ira Glass are listening to yeah. this.
0: I bet they listen to this show.
1: <laughs> and they're like...
0: <laughs> Alex Bloomberg? Yeah.
1: Like maybe Gimlet. Oh my gosh. I entered the Squarespace podcast oh, did contest, you? contest as us.
0: Okay. I shouldn't I didn't even have, know. <laughs> oh, you're
1: welcome. I shouldn't have done that. No. I should have done my Harper Lee idea. Yeah. Gimlet Media, if you're listening, I don't even have to own this. No. I just want someone I wanna listen to this. I wanna know. I wanna know about Tanya Carter and I wanna know we can't know what Harper Lee wanted. No. I will say her grave is an indication. Yeah. Because it is unmarked. Mm-hmm. I mean it it's marked. It's marked. It's got her name. But like it is there's no headstone. It's simple. Yes. I think Harper Lee was a simple Southern woman. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she would want want
0: all the fanfare. All the fanfare. All the monuments.
1: But you make a good point. She is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Her book is a work of art and culture. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we be allowed... Her book is bigger than her. Yes. Yeah. Which is hard. Yeah. That's hard to grasp. But shouldn't, it, shouldn't we as a culture be allowed to play with that or to think about that? To have a graphic novel? To have a play? I mean...
0: It's part of our culture. Yeah. right? It belongs to us in this weird way.
1: Yes. Um,
0: and not in a way that we can harass the creator of that work to like make it the way that we want it that's right but in a way that we can adapt it ourselves right and we can interpret it the way that we want
1: right and we, i
0: think there's a, a very important distinction there yeah. because i think twitter and tumblr culture has really turned into fans who feel like they own a creator's work and yeah. can stronger on them into doing whatever they want
1: that's right and that's not true that's
0: not what we're talking about right but Very interesting. It's
1: really complicated. And this summer, um, PBS is doing The Great American Read. Mm -hmm. And as a southerner, perhaps, I cannot fathom a book being more American Mm -hmm. at the heart.
0: Quintessentially American.
1: At the heart of what we struggle with, at the heart of what America is. I really can't think of one more fitting than To Kill a Mockingbird. So it'll be interesting to see. They've got. They've started. I think with a hundred books, mm-hmm. and through the summer, they're mm-hmm. gonna kind of have pair these down, episodes pair down, yeah. and pare down. But I cannot fathom. No. A book with more influence. I mean, it's still a summer reading book. Yep. And and I think, unlike some summer reading books, I think rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still a book we're talking about. It's still a book we're intrigued by. It's still. I mean, Ghost of a Watchman maybe made us even more intrigued. Aaron Sorkin is making us intrigued, like. Gregory Peck made us intrigued. I just feel like and the themes of it I mean we were sitting there watching the play and it was the themes in it are just what we still argue and struggle with as Americans yeah. today. So so I think there's a reason we care about the role Tanya Carter is playing because we care about that book. We care what who happens. Is, who
0: is directing the legacy of this thing that technically belongs to the estate but really in a more abstract sense belongs to all of us yes and that's that's why we care yeah we're at the bottom of the barrel again started out strong but now we're coming up thin, are oh, we cast lots
1: with all the devils of sin, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop.
0: Thank you so much to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their album Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at Forlornstrangers.com. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content, like maybe some new stuff with Ann Bogle coming up, check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also check out our website at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened.
1: So I'm having trouble thinking of one because so many things happen. But one funny thing is that we were doing an event upstairs Mm -hmm. um, at the top shelf Mm -hmm. and story time was still happening downstairs. So Mm -hmm. we had a really great um, guest storyteller who taught the kids all about bison. And it was really great. Uh, But that was going on downstairs. And then pop-up shops were going on upstairs. So I was doing a lot of back Mm -hmm. and forth. Mm -hmm. So I was headed... I'm going to say upstairs no Mm -hmm. i was headed downstairs Mm -hmm. while some kids from storytime and their mom were headed upstairs and so i said oh did you like storytime today like just talking to them and in the background um one of our regular storytime kids brian uh was downstairs and and he had his little bison mask they made face masks his little bison mask and he was going annie i love storytime like he like interjected and i just have to say that brian you will know mm-hmm. began his journey at the bookshelf
0: not loving story like
1: time. R- running back and forth the front of the store no story time no story time and now Brian literally runs in at about 1105 saying did i miss it did i miss it and of course no we we wait for you Brian and so we sat him down but it was just funny that like i was asking mm. these two children and Brian was like but wait i loved it i loved it so thank you Brian
0: thank you Brian Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week.